Welcome. I'm Jessica Tejan, and this is the Evolving to Exceptional podcast, where we talk about reaching peak performance in our workplaces, homes, and communities so that we can live our best life possible, an exceptional life. Welcome to the second episode of Evolving to Exceptional, and this episode is going to be all about what is evolving to exceptional all about. So, um, we're going to, we're going to get into that in a second, but first, um, I want to tell you a little bit about the day of light. So every month here at evolving to exceptional, we are doing a day of light. It started at the beginning of the year as just one day to spread more kindness, joy, and positivity into the world. I felt like both 2020 and 2021 were just filled with a lot of darkness from the pandemic to politics and and everything in between, and that people were just becoming more judgmental, more negative, unkind to one another. And I decided I really wanted to live differently. And so I want to invite you to do the same. And we've decided that instead of just doing it one day, we're doing it every single month. So every single month on the first Thursday of the month, we are intentionally incorporating kindness. And so we're really trying to remind ourselves of the importance of being kind and positive in our interactions with others. And so on that first thankful Thursday of each month, we will send a reminder. If you sign up for our day of light, we'll send you a reminder of suggestions and ideas of how you can fill your day with positivity, with all the good things that you can experience and all the kindness and and just spreading that um, feeling or that emotion of uh, light and joy and kindness with others. Um, So that is, there's no cost. There's no, I mean, that is just our way of trying to create more light in a world that just has a lot of challenges and a lot of darkness in it. So if you want to join, just go to evolvingtoexceptional.com, click the link to join the day of light. And each month you'll get that reminder with strategies and ideas for how to spread more light into the world and um, join in our little experiment to just start off each month with that little bit of positivity. So the primary purpose of the episode today is to talk about Evolving to Exceptional, our business and this podcast, and what we're here to support and what we're here to talk about. And really, uh, my passion lies in kind of two spaces. I'm really passionate about helping workplaces and employees within the workplaces and also using those same principles within our homes and families. Now, I'm going to focus in this or we're going to focus in these podcast episodes on the workplace and on employees in the workplace. But we will also try to incorporate some of the family um, component or how these apply in those other spaces where we can so that we're hitting hitting on those pieces. So we're going to get into a little bit of the workplace challenges. So Melina, if you've been reading or looking at things at all, what have you seen um, talked about as the current challenges in the workplace? Oh gosh. So I think the biggest one and the one that we've seen so much of has been that the great resignation, right? The the mass exodus of of employees leaving their 
employers um, and, and headlines like the future of work too, right? So that, that's kind of been the common theme of what I've been reading a lot on on LinkedIn, on social media, on all the HR journals. That's, that's kind of been the most common challenges that people are talking about. Yeah, it's everywhere, like every headline, right? And every month I keep thinking maybe it'll die out, but it doesn't. It's just another month of how everything's changed. People are quitting. People are wanting things different. And the, the truth is that I really personally felt that challenge. I struggled a lot um, over 2020 and 2021, over the last two years, trying to really figure out a better way to live and work, a better way for how I could thrive and live better and a better way for businesses to thrive um, so that they don't work their employees into burnout, so that they can create cultures that people want to exist in and businesses that people want to perform in. Now, Gallup claims, rightfully so, because their research and data shows this, that it's all about the manager, that that the big difference in employee engagement, all the statistics show that the manager has the biggest impact. In fact, 70% of the variance on engagement has to do with the manager. And we've all heard the saying, I've probably heard it a thousand times, people don't leave bad companies, they leave bad bosses. And it's really true, right? It's that relationship that probably matters the most. But what do you think the as a, as a leader in a small business, you know, the problem with this is? So personally, in my experience, it feels like there's just not enough well-trained great managers, right? There's a lot of managers within companies, but not a lot of them are great. Um, so that's something that I've always wondered, you know, why? Why is there not a lot of great managers? Why is it so rare to find great managers? Yeah. So as a talent management professional for over a decade, finding great managers is kind of finding like a diamond. They are amazingly rare and hard to find. I can find good managers, but finding really great managers is really hard. And I think there's a couple reasons why. One, it's impossible to know if somebody's going to be a great manager until they actually start doing it. So until you see somebody perform, it's really hard to know. Like high performance does not equate to great manager um, and great manager of people. And we typically don't train managers until they're already in the role. So we wait to promote them or we wait until we've promoted them to start training them on how to be good. So then it's even harder now that they're in the role to remove them from it. So, you know, I've heard time and time again about organizations that just don't fire people, certainly don't move people back. You know, if they've given them an opportunity, well, we can't demote them, we'll lose them. Like that would be even worse, right? And so, you know, that makes it even more difficult. So even though we know that these managers are ineffective or maybe they're not outright bad, but they're not as effective as they need to be, it's really hard to remove them. And then what happens to those who actually do get trained? Okay, so we spend, anybody who, who runs these programs know, knows this, 
literally you spend millions of dollars every year on leadership or high potential development, either in opportunity cost or cost for various programs. Everybody's got one. We spend this money on the best and the brightest. And I did too in my prior organization. That's absolutely what we did. And what happens? Every business owner knows this. What happens when you invest in these people? What frequently happens is you train these best and the brightest, those who are the most talented, and then they leave. They move on and find something even better after you've invested in their training. After you've scaled them up, then they choose to move on and and find another opportunity. And then there's one other problem that I think is a little bit more controversial and some people may not like uh, hearing this. But if we're really honest with ourselves, the selection processes for these programs and training programs for managers are often filled with issues that prevent others that may have the talent from being considered or getting selected. That are are inherent biases or the way the amount of visibility that people get, how people get forgotten or maybe pigeonholed. They're so great at their job. We can't consider them for promotion or development. They're so talented that if we were to remove them, our customers would be so unhappy that we that there are those that could be really, really effective managers who don't don't even get a chance. That, I mean, I've seen that, I feel like time and time again, right? You know, with the prior organization that we were in, we had a lot of really good managers, I think. And, and we unfortunately did get to see some of them. We saw them leave because we, you know, you invest so much time and effort into training them. And then we're overlooking all these other folks as well. And I think a common theme also what I've seen with managers is we've got people that are really, really, really good at their, in their roles and the technical side of things, right. But not necessarily the people management side of things. And, and that's where I've seen a lot of the challenges in terms of of having great managers and workplaces. And, and that's kind of been the structure, right? The structure of growth and development is to move from one position to the next is to move as a performer into manager, then leader, and and that's how you progress. That's how you get training and development and and move throughout your career, right? But what if we chose to do something different? What if we chose to approach our workplaces and performance in a different way? And this is really what evolving to exceptional or one of the key elements of evolving to exceptional is that if instead of investing a lot of money in training only a few individuals, we spent a reasonable amount in training everyone. So what if every person was equipped with the skills, strategies, and techniques to effectively manage their own performance in any role? So no matter where they are, no matter what role they're performing, they know how to manage themselves to be at their best. What if every employee could provide coaching and set expectations? So it wasn't up to managers to always be the one giving feedback, the one getting clear on expectations, but everybody was trained in how to do that. What if every employee could hold themselves accountable 
for what they agree to accomplish, for what they've committed to do? And what if every employee could provide feedback and identify opportunities for development and create their own plans for growth? So if every employee, instead of having to wait on our managers to tell us how we can develop and grow, every employee had the skills to be able to create those plans for themselves. So Jessica, as you're talking about kind of each of those elements, I, I, you know, a theme that I noticed within all those is kind of that piece of accountability that seems to be kind of common in all of what you just said there around empowering employees right? To be in charge of their own performance and not necessarily just relying on the manager to kind of do the hard work for them, but for really, you know, getting the, the, excuse me, the employee involved in their own performance. Exactly. And, and so it's kind of, I like to say it's democratizing performance, right? It's making it accessible to everyone. And I think we do a good job in in most cases of of putting in place the the HR talent management like systems and processes, but not necessarily equipping individuals with the the strategies and capabilities that they need in order to be successful in the roles that they're performing. And it's certainly not something that I I think we learn in in our education or in our, our upbringing. I mean, I'm I went to to college, to grad school, to law school. I learned a lot about performance, but I did not learn nearly as much as I've learned since then on the things that we have to do to really achieve that highest level of performance or achieve the results that we want to in the workplace. So what, in, in your opinion, Jessica, then is kind of the role of the manager in this new approach? So I think there's a, a lot of different, you know, uh, different roles there. And, and I think um, how we approach workplaces in the future might look quite different than it does today. I think what's important is that we really put more ownership and trust in the individual employees to be performing that function. And we give them the ability to achieve excellence in spite of their managers, no matter who their manager is. Yeah, I, I really like that. I like that message there. What then to you, you know, what does evolving to exceptional really mean, right? How do we get to that exceptional performance that you're talking about? That's a great question. So I think that evolving to exceptional is all about creating the opportunity to reach your peak performance and making that opportunity accessible to everyone so that every workplace, every position in any role, even the roles we perform at, at home, that we have the skill sets and the capabilities that we need to make it possible to reach that peak performance, to reach and have um, those exceptional outcomes in our in our lives. And when I talk about, um, you know, the vision for our business, it's really to enable people to live exceptional lives in their workplaces, homes, and communities. Because I think that in you can't live an exceptional life unless unless you're able to do it in all the spaces where you live. Like so it can't just be at home. It also has to be at work. So so let's you know talk a little bit about kind of the the word choice, right? 
what does it mean to evolve? Why, why did you choose that word evolving versus, you know, to think a common uh, word choice that we've seen is surviving through the challenges or thriving. Why, why choose evolving? So I love words. If you read my book, The Exceptional Life Revolution, I define a lot of words because I think sometimes we think we know what a word means, but we don't really. So evolve means to develop gradually into more complex beings. And evolving is that is is for growing, evolving, developing gradually into something greater. So this podcast is really for those who want to evolve and grow who they are at home or at work to live a better life, to achieve um, an exceptional life so that one day when they look back on their life, they think, man, I really lived an exceptional life. It was great. It was a great life. And hopefully we can start to look at strategies that can help workplaces become a part of that so that we can evolve our performance and reach our peak. So I like that you ended with that word because that was where my next question is going is, is you talk about peak performance. What does, what does, what is peak performance? What does that really mean? Well, I'll start with what it's not. Peak performance is not perfect performance. So there absolutely is no such thing as perfect performance. It doesn't exist or, or a perfect life. Um, I, you know, there is no such thing as an exceptional, um, you know, a perfect life, but Peak, I define peak performance as when we are evolving and optimizing ourselves to operate at the highest level of our personal capabilities in the present moment and in a way that produces results and creates exceptional experiences in our lives. And so it's really about the experience. It's really about how we feel um, so that we can be at our best and enjoy the results and the things that we're achieving in our lives to enjoy both the experience and achieve those positive results in our lives. And I like to kind of use the example of, um, I use this recently in my, in my keynote, uh, of, of Olympic, uh, athletes because Olympic athletes are literally the, you know, trying to be the best in the world at what they do. And if you are, let's say an Olympic figure skater and you know how to figure skate and you have practiced and you've worked at it, then when you perform a routine, you're going to enjoy it and you're going to, to be able to achieve that result of, you know, doing the, the, the triple loop, whatever, or, you know, uh, getting the high scores and, and whatnot. But if you've never performed your routine or you haven't practiced at it, gotten good at it, then it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. It's not going to be as enjoyable. And that's what it means to be at your peak. So when you're, when you're operating at your peak, it, it looks and feels like and produces those better outcomes, you know, that they, that you feel and achieve a different set, you know, sense of flow and results. Um, because of, of operating in that space. And in your experience, Jessica, do you think it's easy to reach your peak performance? You know, is it something that comes just naturally? Is it something you're born with or do you have to work at it? So I think that when you're in peak performance, it feels like flow. 
you know, things are accomplished with ease and enjoyment. You feel good about what you're doing and how you're doing it. Even when there's challenges, you know that they're worthwhile and that you're going to grow as a result of them and overcome them and that they are going to help you perform at an even higher level and achieve even more in terms of your performance. But I think that um, operating and getting to peak performance and building up the skill sets that you need to be there is not necessarily easy. In fact, I think it does take some work and some intention to understand what you need to do and then to translate that into insights and action that will help you actually accomplish um, accomplish those results in terms of your performance. So you also talk about, you know, we're evolving to a better life, an exceptional life. Can you talk a little bit about what that is? You know, what is the exceptional life? What does that mean to you? Yeah. So just like um, per- peak performance is not perfect performance, an exceptional life is not a perfect life. So exceptional means better than, rare, unusually good, you know, and for me, I define it as a life filled with exceptional experiences, where as I experience my life, I experience it in a better, fuller way. And so the way I like to define that or think of that, of those experiences as moments and experiences in my life that bring more joy, peace, happiness, success, and any other positive outcome. So so whatever the results are or whatever it means for you, I think everybody's is a little bit different what, what really will fulfill them in that way. Um, but it's, it's living your life, enjoying that journey, enjoying the experiences that you have along the way. So we, we talked a little bit about how that does not mean it's a perfect life, right? So you're going to experience challenges, obstacles, hurdles, whatever that you may call those. How can people choose exceptional experiences or choose to have them in their life or to see them, I should say, rather than focusing on the negatives, which can sometimes be challenging? The more that we experience um, focusing on our journey, on the, the experiences that we have along the way, rather than just our destination, the more we're going to enjoy them, the more we're going to appreciate what what we're experiencing and and that might feel somewhat idealistic or even impossible it did to me at first too like it because it's not about that every day is beautiful and perfect and wonderful like I have twin two-year-olds and a six-year-old you know when there is a poopy diaper that's spread all over the 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 kid's bedroom or a meltdown of the the 6-year-old refusing to you know eat his dinner or to do his homework you know those are not enjoyable experiences right every moment is not perfect but whatever we believe to be possible or impossible we're going to be right and so if i believe that i'm going to have more exceptional experiences, and I'm going to find ways to enjoy them, then that's going to be my outcome. Then that's going to be what I I achieve as a result. And so why, in your opinion, Jessica, what do you what do you think? Why do we need to do this? Why do we need to have these exceptional experiences in our lives? We need to do this because there there is too much negativity suffering, frustration, complaining, um, 
throughout the last few years, there was so much challenge that it became easier to see all the reasons why we can't be successful and, and to be focused on all the things and the people and everything that gets in our way than it is on what we can do about them, on what we can do to overcome them. And so if you you know, wish your life could be better, if you want to live a better life, if you want to learn to help your kids and family live better, if you're tired of the rat race, if you need to try something different, then you need this. You need to look at your experience of your life journey, of your performance journey, and look at how you can live your life differently. And so I think what you're, what you're kind of saying there is that we have that choice, right? We've got to choose to live that life differently. So, you know, how, how can we do that? So I think it looks one way kind of in our lives and in our homes. I think when we choose to do this in our, in our homes and in our families, we'll have better relationships. We'll have clear understanding of responsibilities. We'll be growing in our roles as a family. We'll instill accountability in our homes. We'll take back our performance and manage our results. We'll demonstrate the success we know we're capable of, and we'll produce results and outcomes we want in our lives. So I think that's what happens, you know, for us individually um, as, as performers in our homes and in our lives. And then how do we take that a step further and then apply that to our workplaces? Because we know most of the time that we spend is, is at work, right? So how can we apply some of these principles to our experiences in the workplace? So I think our workplaces more than ever need to experience these changes. They need to change their purpose, their focus, how they treat people. And I'm not necessarily saying that all workplaces treat their people poorly. That's not necessarily the case. But as people learn to experience their lives differently, they're going to need different things from their workplaces. And so if we can equip everyone with the skills that they need to be successful, give everyone and then that gives everyone that opportunity to reach peak performance. So that means we'll have more people who are able to coach, manage, and develop. We'll have more people that are energized at work. We'll be better able to fill the jobs that we're struggling to fill. And we'll be better able to accomplish more results in less time while giving people back that time to, to help enhance and create better harmony in their lives. I think that's a great example, especially because we just dealt with the challenges and still continue to deal with the challenges of the pandemic, right? We first had to shift to working remote. Now we're somewhat in the office or somewhat working remotely and trying to navigate what this new work environment looks like. I think this is a great kind of principle to apply there and to understand what it is that employees need so that they can have more of those exceptional lives. Um, and so that, that brings me to my next question on, you know, who can do this? Who, who is this really for? You know, you talk a little bit about employees and, and families who can have these exceptional lives. Anybody, everybody. That's my dream. That's my vision. And that's why we exist. Um, I think it's everyone who wants to do it. And, and like I said earlier, it's not that it's hard, but it's not easy. 
It takes some work, it takes some effort, and it takes some focus. It's not going to happen by accident. You don't get to the Olympics by accident. So you're not going to get to your peak performance. You're not going to be performing in a way that creates these experiences for you and your family and in your life by accident. You have to do it on purpose. You have to focus and do it with intention, which means you have to kind of slowly evolve yourself a little each day to get to that point where you're operating at peak performance. And even then, even when you get there, um, maintaining it is going to take effort, is going to take um, intention and, and focus and purpose. But it is entirely possible that you can perform and, and achieve greater results from your performance in a way that brings you more enjoyment if you learn these skills, if you learn these capabilities. So is, is peak performance, then in your opinion, a destination? Is it some kind of end game? Is it a result that I'm looking for? What is it that I'm looking for when, when we say peak performance and reaching that? What does that look like? So I think it's a great question. And I think that the truth is that there is no destination in, in our lives. In fact, I think sometimes when we approach our working lives that way, we're working to one day be able to have the experiences that we want to have or to afford to do the things we really want to do. And we miss all those opportunities along the way to experience our lives more fully and, and have more joy in them. So when I talk about peak performance, I'm really talking about how we're executing every day, about how we feel, how we're operating, whether we're at our best, whether we're performing in a way that's achieving these experiences for ourselves or not. So if you don't feel like your life is filled with these exceptional experiences at work, at home, in your community, wherever you are, then you're probably not at peak performance. And that doesn't mean that there's something wrong or broken. It just means that you have skill sets and capabilities you need to cultivate so you can get to that point and be enjoying more of what you're doing every day. So can we be at different stages of performance at any given time? So say, you know, I'm I've got this role that I'm performing. I've been doing a really great job at it at my job and I'm at my peak performance there, but maybe at home I could be a better wife or a better mother or a better friend or a sister. Is there, you know, is it just this kind of you're at your peak when you're doing all these things very, very well, or can you be at different stages of, of your performance in each of those roles? I think you're definitely in different places at different times and in the different roles or, or positions or, or, or ways that you're performing. And in one of our, our later episodes, I think we're going to get um, a lot, go a lot deeper with our performance journey and the different stages that you're at and how to think about those, especially in all the different roles that you're you're performing. But I think being really aware that Unless you have this working in all these areas, um, you're going to struggle to have those exceptional experiences overall. Right. So, you know, we, we've spent the episode kind of talking about 
evolving to exceptional and we've kicked off this podcast who who's who's our audience who who should be listening to to this podcast so we've talked a lot about this and and kind of struggled with where our focus is going to be and i think that we're going to try to touch on some of those those family and, and home roles but our primary focus is going to be on the individual employees and on, on the workplaces themselves. So we're going to be talking about if you're an individual employee who wants to reach peak performance, giving those ideas for how to get there, for how to reach that peak performance. And then we're also going to be talking about it in a broader context of workplaces as a whole and th the things that businesses and business leaders are looking for in order to really evolve their workplaces, in order to really achieve, um, you know, greater outcomes or, or greater results in those experiences in their workplaces. So we'll try to indicate those from from week to week where we're where we're focusing on maybe a workplace versus um, the employees or workers within them, and then and then incorporate some of those other elements as we start to grow and and start to take on uh, some of these challenging topics. Yeah. And Jessica, you mentioned that, you know, in a future episode, we're going to go a little bit deeper into um, your peak performance and the different stages of your performance. What are some of the other things that viewers and listeners can can expect to see on this podcast in the future? Yeah, so we're going to be focused on a, kind of a variety of topics. I think we're going to be spending some time on certainly the changes that are happening in workplaces today and or, or that maybe should be. We'll also be talking about some of the elements that allow us to reach peak performance and what kind of our formula for that is and how we approach um, actually incorporating like learning those capabilities and actually incorporating them into um, into your performance. And we're going to be launching soon a peak performance uh, certification program that will equip anyone with the tools that they need to become a peak performer, to become that kind of great manager for themselves and learn those key skill sets that they need um, and, and, and dive into all of those kinds of elements. Right. And so you've also got some courses that you can share with us as well that are currently available for viewers to, to go in and, and to start kind of learning about their performance. Yeah. So if you want to get started today, the best place to start is either picking up my book, The Exceptional Life Revolution, that's on Amazon. Um, it's also available on Audible if you want to listen to it. I did record it myself. Or you can jump in and get the Creating Exceptional Experiences course or the Performance Starts With You course. Those are good places to start to, to kind of think about your performance journey and starting to create these exceptional experiences for yourself. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jessica, for, for sharing all of that and what Evolving to Exceptional is really about. Um, I think our viewers are really going to appreciate understanding, you know, what it is that we're seeking out to do, right? What we are trying to do. We are really trying to change the lives of, of our viewers and everyone because we know that, you know, an exceptional life is something that it can be attained by anyone and everyone. 
Absolutely. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, please consider leaving us a review, clicking the subscribe button so you can be sure to keep um, getting all of our upcoming episodes. We'll be getting into each of these topics, giving you lots of useful and effective strategies for how to reach peak performance in any role that you're performing, how to achieve these results and these outcomes for your life, both in your workplace and at home. So make sure that you subscribe today so you can get all of our episodes as they are released. I hope you have a fantastic day and continue to have exceptional experiences on your performance journey. Um, It's been great being with you and we will be back next week. 